Welcome to another episode of It's Not About You with Jamal, Marianne, and Cousin Todd. And ladies and gentlemen, once again, welcome back to It's Not About You with all those people that that announcer just announced. Um, without further ado, I'm about to, uh, we have two, two special guests here. I think it's the first time we've ever done it like this before. Um, this is, this is what happens when you double book, but you don't want to dump one of these guys because they're both amazing. <laughs> so, um, I said, fuck it. We're keeping you both. Uh, first of all, um, what, uh, one of our guests here is a stand-up comedian here in New York. Very funny guy. Uh, we have Josh Alba. Hey, what's uh, up, guys? Who is uh, just great background. So trying to impress, <laughs> trying to impress the ladies that listen to the show. And um, our, our our second guest is um, a returning champion. Um, God, I love this guy. Very, very great guy. Uh, welcome back, Brad Penman. Thank you, thank you. It's nice to be back and to be seen, sort of ish. <laughs> Well, we can see you, but the the viewers won't be able to because we're not actually live streaming right now because my computer so was. So they being... don't know that I'm actually six foot five and gorgeous and worth sort of money. <laughs> it's not real money if it's Me if too. it's Canadian. It's well, it's it's better than Monopoly. Like we also have Canadian Tire money if you want to get tech, actual <laughs> Canadian money. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it, it, no. The new Monopoly games is like. The new Monopoly now with Canadian money. So. Yeah, they re- they replaced they replaced the ones and the fives in the game and gave you loonies and toonies. I bloody wish. Oh, that would be awesome. And it's like the Visa card version. It's like I have better credit on Monopoly than I do in reality. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. I think most people do. So Josh is a comedian from New York. Brad is. He's a Canadian a professional jackass. Brad, are you a comedian also? Uh, past tense, yes. When I was 16, I actually got up on stage and did it for a bit. And then life happened. And then COVID rolled around and I created some hijinks on there that became, made me quite world famous, but not me, just what I did. And so, yeah, I ended up getting noticed more and more. Oh. I started picking fights with okay. people uh, via text messages. Nice. And it got actually picked up everywhere i didn't even realize how big it was until i got on uh, like radio in uh, australia as well as throughout the united states um across canada it was really kind of weird because i don't take myself that seriously but apparently it was quite fun so i just uh, went with it and i asked for a million dollars and they didn't give it to me <laughs> all right uh, exit stage left so what made you okay you can't just like drop that what made you come up with picking that like a tech this text message fighting with people well it was called the quarantine fight club yeah it was all strangers it was everybody in calgary because i didn't uh, everybody knows area codes and shit and i have no idea like all i know is my own personal area code we have two in calgary now so i just started dialing people around calgary and then i screenshot what i did and i put it online next thing i know it was it was past like one million views and stuff like that. Holy and I was like, what shit. the hell? And then it got yeah, there's like YouTube videos even on it. And I still can't grasp how something I did made it that far. So I was like, all right, cool. 
wow. everybody wanted to know who I was, and then they finally started backtracking. And then they found me, so they started doing interviews with me, and then I got tired of it, so I killed it all. Except for Facebook. Can't kill the Facebook. <laughs> right. So what made you What made you one day just decide, you know, fuck it, I'm in a bad mood, and I, I just wanted to just piss somebody off? Or... So I, it was the day we found out, like, everybody was going into lockdown. And <laughs> I found out that my gym was closed. But I found out it was closed after I got on the train because it's Calgary, and when it's, like, cold, yeah, it's cold. It's it's it is ungodly cold. So I was on the train, and I was like, "Screw this!" After I found out the gym was closed, I made my way home, started texting people like at random. I was just like, "You know what? Fuck it. My name is Brad. I got nothing better to do, and due to being locked down, you want to fight?" And people would be like, "Sure." So it'd be like playing the dozens back and forth. Most of the time, I was like, "I'm either gonna fuck you or I'm gonna bang your mom." So it's like, eh, it's not really that hard to play off of. Yeah. <laughs> just pure boredom. I wanted to make my friends laugh, so I started doing it. And I so you invited it. them? So What's you that? invited them to fight? My name is oh, yeah. Brad, and I want to fight. Yeah. So fighting just a, a verbal altercation yeah, ver of text. Verbal altercations. Completely verbal, That's... like uh, 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 and written and all that stuff. And some people had some good things, and some people were just, I took it way too seriously. Oh, my God. Ethnic slurs. And it's like, no, dude, you don't even know what I look like. How are you throwing the shit at me? <laughs> that's, uh, that's fantastic. Why don't we do something else that's dumb? I hear drinking bleach is fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <clears throat> As he reaches for a gallon of, of some kind of substance, it, it's, drink. it's natural spring water. But truth be told, I just reuse the jug because who wants to pay two dollars for a jug for these things at a time? It's like no, no, can't be done. So wait, yeah. water water comes in a jug, but milk comes in a bag in Canada? Oh, in 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 Eastern Canada, it does Western Canada? No, we don't have the bag of milk. That is, oh, that is so strange. Same thing with powdered milk. I don't quite understand it. It's like, why do you have it in a bag? Why is it coming in a bag? It, it seems that it should be transported in a goddamn jug, but no, it's sold in a bag, and then you have to buy a carton for that little bag to go in. So it's a <laughs> lot of extra steps. I just don't drink milk. I say fuck it. I'm just gonna save myself the headache. It's gross. That sounds fair. So how do you how did you know Jamal? Uh, he, how did you? How, we just kind of clicked on Facebook one day. Uh, well, we became friends on Facebook, and then he uh, invited me on the show. Well, truth be dope. told, <laughs> no. Um, I was uh, I was scrolling through Facebook one day, and um, I saw a video of uh, Brad's that made me laugh because first of all, oh, I didn't know ranch. who he was. Forgot about and the And it was basically, yeah, he was wearing like the, the, the thumbprint. Well, I'm sorry, the thumbnail had him wearing a MAGA hat. And it and I was like, oh, you know, this I got to see because, you know, and I pressed play and it was him talk. It was basically him wearing a MAGA hat, defending Donald Trump and then like, Maybe 45 seconds into his rant, he starts laughing, takes the hat off, tosses it, and then starts shitting on people that voted for him or are on his side. And I was like, <laughs> I saw that one. I had any videos about that? There's uh, like and, not just screenshots. There's videos, and that was one of my bigger ones. It, it was rather funny. It was, it was the most hilarious thing that I've seen, and I was like. I gotta see about getting this guy. I read like all of the uh, the thread. I mean, the thread just maybe it was so funny that I was crying, laughing, and I must have watched it like four other times because I was just like, 
because I felt like I was in a dream. Like I was like, oh my god, even people from Canada get it. And um, I just added him as a friend. I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, this this guy needs to be my friend. <laughs> I do deserve to pat myself on the back. I am like, if if I had four, if I if I had four thousand nine hundred and ninety nine friends on my uh, on my Facebook prior to having him. Um, I would cut out like two more people, like family members, just to add him on. Like that's how much of a need it was to have him as, as a as a long distance friend. It's a shit and a giggle. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Josh. Hey. You're. I mean, easier to figure out. You're in New York. You're also a comedian, so I yeah. know that a lot of times what we have on here are comics. How did you meet? Jamal. Uh, me, Jamal, met at a mic. When was it? Like a month or two ago? About a month ago. Actually, yeah, oh, about a month ago. Um, yeah, I actually, actually, I waited till you know they told me I'm fully vaxxed to start because you know I didn't do stand. I was one of those people that didn't do stand up during the whole time. And right. I'm I'm a big dude, and I'm not trying to find out what COVID does to me. So I took no chances. That was just me. Everyone yeah. else, you know, same here. Did everything did you all else? Your COVID vaccinations. Yes. Yeah, I did. I got my first one. My camel toe is killing me. Is that natural? <laughs> uh, just for two days. <laughs> oh, this so is going well for me, for me now. I'm a natural camel toe. Okay, <laughs> so, so it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to rock out my Lulus, but my camel toe is getting in the way, and it feels awkward. Because at one point, I'm hoping my balls will drop, <laughs> but I'm not sure. <laughs> so, I think you need to warm up. I hear so, that that's kind of a side effect of Calgary. Hey, Brad, that screams Johnson and Johnson, bro. <laughs> uh, no, I got it's the, the clotting. One. I got the provisor one. Provisor. Provisor. Well, it's like because uh, in Canada they only allot it like to groups who are you know more extreme towards the other. We don't have the populations that the, station, the, the United States have. I think we only have like thirty-eight or or forty million people. So they just kind of allotted it to people who are like in their 50s and then below uh, X mark if you've got like an immune compromise, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then they just said, well, if you're uh, 40 and blah, 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 I was like, hey, 40, that's me. So I went and got her done. And they're like, go on, you're not 40. And I was like, for real, I'm 40. And yeah. they checked my ID and then they made out with me. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I did get the, the provider one. Which ones do you guys get? Uh, I got the Moderna. 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 Is the Moderna one that's the causing the problems, or is it just the Johnson yeah. Johnson one? No, it's the I got it's the murdering one, which is Moderna. Um, no, it's it not. So, so many side effects. Um, at the no, end. it was Johnson and Johnson that was that murdered people. I, yeah, thought. I thought it was Johnson and Johnson that's uh, yeah. putting people. In the Moderna belt. made me sick for like two or three days, but beyond that, it didn't do anything. Oh, it might it might as well have killed me. I was. I took my second shot and boarded a plane and felt super miserable. Yeah, I hear the second but shot is I've like the worst heard, for that one. Yeah. Right, but I've also heard that people who are getting the vaccination after they've actually had COVID, it's a lot worse. The sim- the side effects or symptoms are a lot worse than people that haven't had it. Oh, yeah. So for me personally, for me personally, I got my second shot on a Friday. I took that Monday off, didn't need it. I felt amazing. I was like, holy shit, I'm ready to run a marathon. I felt great. And then Tuesday came along and I went to go get up for get ready for work and my body said, No, you ain't. <laughs> and I said, Okay. Not today. And that's the Moderna one. 
<laughs> yeah. Hey, Josh. Yeah, so I. Josh, when you when you got your you got your second dose, right? Yeah. How did you feel the second time you got your second dose? Uh, well, the first time nothing happened, so I was lucky. Uh, my arm was whatever. Um, it was like people were saying, "Oh, it's like when you went to the gym, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." Uh, so uh, um, the second time, I woke up the next day, and I woke up at like six in the morning. I woke up pretty early, and I'm like, "All right, I'm good." Right. And I'm like, oh, I feel great. And then like 830 in the morning, that's when just everything just went to shit. Like I just went, ooh, like body aches, nausea, fever, yeah, all of that. And I was stuck. I was literally on my computer at my desk and it was so bad where I couldn't move. And for some stupid reason, I have a gaming PC, so I decided to play Call of Duty for 12 hours straight because I just did not want to get up from my chair. <laughs> 12 like, hours I could not move at all and i was like i literally just like moved the chair like this to the bathroom to get a uh, tylenol i think like four <laughs> hours later just how bad it was i was like i'm not moving i can't please please tell me you're at least good at that game and you're not the, the, you're not like me who's like hi i can shoot a gun uh i'm i'm actually not to brag i'm like freakishly good at it i just don't like playing that game because there's a lot of uh potential uh school shooters that play online so I just hate playing with those online people. It's very toxic. Oh yeah, the, I stopped. I stopped playing very, that game with other yeah. people like a decade ago because of the toxicity of that group. Yeah, it's really bad. Like that's the only. Reason. I play with my friends and then I'll mute everyone else. But besides that, I can't listen to them. Like they just say the craziest oh. shit. And I'm like, let these guys win, please. Just let them win. I don't care. Like that's how crazy they get. I'm like, yeah. yeah. I started playing like the zombie mode of those games. I can't play like Zombies. the death matches because, because like the kids on there. I mean, I, I was like, I thought They're like vicious. those kids. I'm like, how could you be racist at this age? Again, you don't even know what I look like. You're 13. I hear your mom telling you to go to bed. You are. You're like. You're. You're. You're so. You're not close enough. To, hey, fuck you, mom. I'm playing this game. <laughs> right. With this, you know. With this fucking, you know, and then just insert, you know, racial stereotype here, you know. Yeah. And then that's all, like, I, I was, I remember the last time I played, there was this one guy, I was like, I fucked your mother in your bedroom. And right. I'm like, if you, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, if you, in my bedroom, I'm like, dude, if you could tell me where I live right now, I'll let that shit slide. Like, you know, like, where do I live? <laughs> you know, where does my parents live? Like, I hear your mom telling you, honey, time for dinner. You're not even old enough <laughs> to vote. <laughs> it's an absolute truth that kids today will not survive a fucking lobby in Call of Duty. Like, if everybody actually got online and listened to the, half the shit that said, oh my god, there would be so many butthurt people crying. I'm pretty sure oh, TikTok yeah. would be nothing but, like, Call of Duty recordings. I remember <laughs> this one time I was playing, and then, you know, like, in Call of Duty, in online, when you play online and you kill an enemy... Uh, for like a second, you can hear their microphone. Right. Like the kill mic. Yeah, yeah. And I remember I shot somebody. I got them, like, I sniped them or something like that. And then I heard, oh, you fat piece of shit. And I was like, how the fuck you know that? Like, well, you're like, how did you know? What is you I, hear it in my voice? Like, I don't know if, it, if it's just me. me. I don't know if it's just me or if this happens to you, Josh. But whenever I was playing online, and you can see I'm not a small guy. I've actually had people say, Dude, will you stop fat breathing into your mic? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I got caught doing that one time. I got caught doing that. It was just one time. It was just yeah, like just, just breathing 
the whole time. Someone actually was like gonna call the cops or 911 on me. Oh, they were gonna SWAT you? Oh god, I hate that. Yeah, no, they were gonna literally just call for help for me. Oh, because they thought you were dying? Yeah. Because <laughs> I was just sitting there just going. <sighs> Yeah, Last okay. time I tried to play Call of Duty, because it's on, it's online, you can download it for free. So I did that. And, uh, uh you ever watch oh Bob's God. Burgers? What was that? Mm. Is like, on Bob's Burgers. You ever oh, yes. Tina? Yeah. Okay, so the way she talk, the when she whines and when she breathes, as soon as you talked about the fat breathing, that's like, that, that's what I do uh... when I'm So when something's happening, I'll go, uh, uh, so like the whole goddamn match, if somebody's irritating the shit out of me. All I'll hear is like, you fat piece of shit, get off of there. And it's like, then I'll hear the where it's like, you guys, come on. I got this. And it irritates the living hell out of all of them. The only time I don't do it is if I'm playing zombies. Zombies, you yeah. got to be at like a unit. You can't be like, I'm going to go fuck your mom, fag. It's like, no, no, you're on zombies. If one goes down, yeah, it's they like, all go down. Yeah, it's like, hey, we're in. We're in this together. You fucking my mom has exactly. nothing to do with you. Like, it's a team sport. Wait a minute. Like, Wait a minute. You mean to tell yeah. me the people you played with in the zombie matches are people that actually helped you out when you were dying? Yes. That's, just, yes. Good, some of the That's never like, happened for me when I played that version of the game. I was always oh. the first one to get, ki- to get killed, and nobody came to, to resurrect well, me. <laughs> that level where it's like they keep raising you up, but you're like one level one and you're shooting like with a BB gun. Might as well. You're doing fuck all. They'll be like, well, I'm just going to leave you dead. You can help yourself out at the end of the next round. But if you're like further up ahead, you're a cohesive team. Coercive. Coercive. You're working oh. together. You're, you're uh, a unit. You're no longer in the racial epithets and, or me going like, uh, <laughs> the no, I'm there to actively say, you got this, boo, and I'll blow you yeah. a kiss. <laughs> oh man I would almost say that if you're doing that kind of breathing if it's zombie you were just like a, hey man I'm living the moment I'm trying to blend with these zombies you know like uh, I, I love the whole you know, it I, like, I love that like doing doing the the, uh, the, the character from Bob's Burgers uh, I'm going to have to do that next time I play an online game and you gotta make it as annoying and long, low and drawn out as you can, almost like to the point where your your vocal cords sounding like popcorn was like, uh, uh, or uh, what's that? What's that show? The Grudge, where the chick goes like, uh, uh, and you know you're dead as soon as you hear that. Do that into the mic the whole time. Uh, yeah, I'll just I'm pretend I have to like get up somewhere, and then that's why I'll get the inspiration to make that noise. <laughs> just uh. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, that's that's the that's the fat man standing up or sitting down noise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Okay, yeah. I, just tell, I, I just tell people, hey, um, I'm I'm working out here. I'm doing sit ups. Okay, I I I I could do two things at once. <laughs> That's what he tells him, but what he's, what's really happening is he's he's struggling to get off the couch, or maybe he's in in the restroom, like drop you know dropping a load in the toilet. Triple yeah. Hey man, if you're gonna spend twelve hours playing that game, um, you don't have time to drop the. Did controller. you have like a colostomy bag inserted <laughs> at that point? No, he just so takes long? the laptop into the bathroom. <laughs> no, no, this no. chair has really nice wheels, so I could literally roll it into my bathroom and just go. Would you ever invest and in like stand. if it has like the all like the bells and whistles like you have now? But 
mm-hmm. then you insert like a little canister on the bottom and then it's got like a little drawaway portion. I'm not gonna lie, I, I did think about it, but then like, I lose everything. Like you could just kind of like lean forward and, and just kind of fire <laughs> off and yell like, "All right, we're good." And then you slap it shut, take the like can, like the you. the Tim the Toolman Taylor lounger that he did <laughs> on that show. Oh yeah. my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, that's like, so, so just, terrible. Just just kind of holding the bottom of your seat and put like a contractor bag underneath and like. <laughs> I do have some of them, so Dude, <laughs> it's, it's a possibility. I once yeah. saw at the on the uh, the outdoors section of Walmart, you know, like where they have like all the camping gear and stuff. They, they you can buy those five gallon buckets, but they also sell like a toilet seat for those things. Yeah. They do. There's also, and I kid you not, because we got it from my nephew. There's a standing urinal you can get, a kid's urinal. Now instead of it having that little. What is that? The Coke can at the bottom? Because let's face it, if you're gaming for 12 hours straight, you're going to be like the bladder the size of a fucking Safeway bag. And then you can just fill that prick up. Attach like a 12-gallon bucket to the bottom. And if you got a deuce and a half, just, well, I'll throw like a dog poo bag in there. I don't know. Catch it on the way out. Yeah. You're good to I go. Mean, just make sure it's over your hand and not your hand over top. That's all I'm saying. So- at work, I'm a utility worker, so we have bags that we go in, and then we also have the bucket that when you flip the top upside down, there's a toilet seat, and you can put it on, put the bucket over it if you really have to go and you go in the truck. But uh, I thought about it, but my bathroom's I'm in the basement. My bathroom's, like, right here, you yeah, know, so if I can't there. go there, I should just uh, kill myself. Like, I can't, though. Funny. Like, so- I've always wanted to be that big where I can't Did walk pull- to the bathroom. <laughs> no, okay. you don't. No, trust me, you don't. Please help. I've tried. Please I'm not gonna help lie. us kill some, some uh, the stereotypes. You guys are both in your basements right now. Please, please, please tell me something. <laughs> yeah, that's sorry. I, I mean, or dad's basement or sister's basement. Yeah, I mean, he he even has a beard. You know, is it a neck beard though? Is a thing? Neck beard? Is it? Is it good on your neck? Mm, it's oh, no, pretty a, much everywhere. Beard. I like that beard. That's it's just, it beard. takes a lot to get rid of it. So I just leave it all year until I have to shave it, which is like once a year. I have to do a uh, fit test, like wear different respirator masks and stuff like that. So that's the only one time yeah, you get to see me look like a freak. So it's, it's mm. terrible. But yeah. Well, Josh's beard says he could change a tire. So. You, well, hold on, Josh. You're only you okay. You do, you do, you do, you're going to spin me off on a whole different tangent. So, um, I'm, a, I'm a safety director. So I do shit like fit testing. And so you tell me you only take it off once just so you can fit test. And I'm like, motherfucker. But those things don't work if you have a beard on. Anyways, I'm going to go. I'll, I will mm-hmm. get off my soapbox. Sorry. I'm going to fold it back. So, and put it back under the so I never use beer. it, if that makes sense. So I never use a respirator at work anyway. So it's just for the test that I have. To oh, do. that's fine. Yeah. So so Jamal, do we, do we have fine. an outline or are we just going to we gonna freeform it today? Um, actually, I, I do. I do. I had something that resembled an outline since um, we freeformed it sort of last week, and uh, there was some stuff that you know what I, I kind of want to talk about. Um, I, I do have a, I do have, <laughs> I, I, have I have one question, and I, and I and I kept asking myself if I even wanted to talk about this, but it kind of bugged me. Um, Canada, you may not care because you know you're in Canada, but how is it that we could investigate like things like? A blowjob, 
or or emails. But we can't investigate something like, you know, an attack on a Washington on a capital. Like why are we turning our backs invested on Invested interests. You've got to remember that phrase, invested yeah. interests. If there's somebody that's investing interest in something that you're doing and backing a play that you're doing, they're going to ask you to do something like turn your head away from investigating the uh, your Capitol building attack. I noticed that the uh, what was it? Uh, everybody wanted uh, Hillary Clinton to be responsible for the, the not Islamabad, but I can't remember. Uh, Benghazi? Benghazi, thank you. And uh, uh, they were like, break her over the uh, coals, do this, that, and the other thing to her. But they're trying to get everybody to turn their heads uh, from the Republicans when it right. comes to uh, the, uh, the attack on your capital. When nobody wants to admit that it was a fucking batshit insane Trump supporter gone wild. And they didn't show their titties. No, they were just like straight up climbing up the walls, dismantling the building. And even that one dude who took a seat in the fucking head of house. It is weird that I actually know all about your guys' news. Yeah, yeah. It's mini America. Hey, yeah. Brad, I stand, I stand corrected. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I, I think it, it boils down to this. I think the reason why he probably knows as much as he does is because it's like watching a dumpster fire. You cannot turn away. There are moments. So uh, it's quick, short story. Uh, I drove down to uh, Area 51 a couple of years ago, not for the whole run on Area 51, but I wanted to see it for myself. The whole time I was driving down there, I got your guys' your version of your news. Your guys' version of news is, is, is like whitewashed or it's gospel or about serial killers. Oh, my God. There was a lot of serial killers caught that summer that I was driving down there. But then come up to Canada, I didn't hear a goddamn thing. All I heard was just uh, uh, racism this and, 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 and uh, keeping people out that. And it's like, how in the fuck are you guys not getting the outside news uh, that we see, but rather you get a whitewashed version? Like it blew my mind. Yeah. yeah so it does seem yeah. like a dumpster oh, yeah. fire to us, like completely. <coughs> yep. I, I said this last time you were on here, Brad, but I think Robin Williams, what he said about Canada was like they're the the cool neighbors above the meth lab. Yeah, pretty much. Like uh, everybody, <laughs> people when uh, uh, they ask me like, what's it like to be in Canada? It's like, oh, it's like being American. Just we have healthcare. We don't need guns, and you know. Uh, we're not entirely racist. <laughs> we're 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 a good majority racist. I'm not gonna lie. There's no bullshit in they're, there. But they're racist, but they're just outraged. super nice about it. <laughs> Even then, yes, actually. So that that Trump hat that I have, I wore it to the dog park one day. And we have two. Well, we have a couple affluent uh, areas in Calgary here. Uh, we are an oil and gas uh, uh, city. So basically, we are worth a couple trillion dollars in this city alone because we have hell for a basement. And so I go to the dog park by where I used to live, and that's the affluent area. And I was wearing my uh, 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 Make America Great, except this is the black one. I got both, somebody sent me both of them for my birthday. And uh, I was wearing the red one. That's very well known. And so this guy's just like, and he was an old waspy motherfucker. You know, like, he's the kind of guy that will uh, sneeze hard and then wipe his ass afterwards. He's that kind of fucking prick. And he was white. <laughs> And he was like 80s, what, eight, like 80 year old white, but money. So he's like, he's walking past me. He's like, "Love you, hat. I support you." And I felt like going, "I'm so flaming, and you support me." But I didn't want to like get into a fight, so I just kind of went with it. Then the whole time that I took my dog to that dog park in that affluent area, everybody was like, you know, like that, or tipping their hat and wishing they had a mega hat. But it's like, you are a bunch of betas. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? 
and then I go on the flip side to uh, where I grew up. It's known as the technical ghetto of Calgary. It's called Forest Lawn. It is fucking rancid. Well, it used to be. And as I'm walking through there, everybody's looking at me with this hat on. They're like, I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm going to stab you in the eye. How do you wear that shit? It's like, yeah, there's two different sides of that coin right there. But except nobody was like vicious to the point where they're like, you fucking white piece of shit. Nothing. <laughs> That's, a That's a good impression of Gomer Pyle. Hey, <laughs> Sarge. That's great. We have the, the American Golden Oldies uh, television channel. So, like, when you guys, like, it's not just localized to you guys. We get it down here, and that's, like, my, my gospel. I love that shit. Same thing with, like, uh, the murder mystery channels. You cannot get anything better than uh, uh, Matlock, Murder, She Wrote, Matlock again, and then fucking Quincy. Oh, that's, like, the, that's, the, that's the, the quadruple <laughs> orgasm. I find your day according to Those, those old white people investigating murders. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, the... I remember I was seven years old when I first started watching a, a Murder, She Wrote with my mom. I got sucked into it. She's like a little Scottish woman. But as I'm watching it, and uh, uh, people kept dying in this town. hundred people were dead in Cabot Cove. And I looked at my mom, and I was like, how big is Cabot Cove? She's like, it's just, it's just a wee little town. I was like, why are they? It's, it's Angela Lansbury's fault that these people are dying all around her. Get her the fuck out of town. Next season, she was the fuck out of town. I think somebody was listening to my, my TV or something. But yeah, that's, that's, that's my childhood. That's funny. That's <laughs> yeah. so funny. Yeah. Uh, I miss yeah. the days of crappy television. I love like analog TV. I do. I, I love watching old TV shows like that. That's kind of like the Beverly Hills Billies, I, the originals, and yeah. like oh, the yeah. Love Boat. All of that uh, shit that we grew like, up on. What are you guys yeah. watching now that's from like eons ago that you're binge watching? I I just recently st started to re binge watch the uh, 2004 version of Battlestar Galactica. Mm. I, I Star guess, Trek I guess Next Generation. I oh yeah, I love that one too. I actually started Star Trek. I'm on season two of like the original Star Trek. Oh, the the first but, five years. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, it's funny because it's like I'm watching that, and then I find myself watching like. I don't know if you guys remember this old show back in the day called Soap. Yes. Oh, yeah. Billy, Billy Crystal. Crystal. That was like the best so fucking show ever. Yeah, yeah. Billy Crystal. It's like Billy Crystal. I don't know if it's like his first that sitcom was his first that it was. Show. But like he, he didn't was... have anything. He was gold. Oh, he was great in that. Uh, he's great in that show. Yeah. He was. Oh my god, he's so good. Him. It was a. Uh, uh, it was just like um, there was another show uh, with Howie Mandel and and Denzel Washington. Uh, it was a hospital. St. Elsewhere. Say elsewhere. elsewhere. Oh my god. It yeah. wasn't a comedy, but it was a comedy because it had uh Howie Mandel. He's one of my favorite comedians. He was like a big inspiration when I was a jackass when I was young. Because he had, he did Bobby's World and all that sort of stuff, and that's one yeah. of the best yeah. cartoons you've ever seen. What? What? Yeah. What? And he's all like, uh, and then you realize like you, you don't realize he's actually mentally unstable. Everybody <laughs> thinks it's an act, but no, he just does not want to be touched. And so that's what money will do to you. You can buy yourself a whole new house. And keep people out. Well, he, he, Long story short, segregation. <laughs> he had, I actually recently heard him on a on a uh, podcast, and he was talking about how, like the the whole like germaphobe thing. That's not new. He's he's always been that way. Yeah. And yeah, uh, there's a. a yeah. You remember those those stand up specials that uh, Robin Williams did with uh, uh, Billy Crystal and Whoopi Goldberg? Yeah. So, so yeah, it was the, oh, yeah. to benefit the homeless, and they did it on A and E. 
And Howie Mandel made one of his debuts on one of those. Yeah. And Howie Mandel played it off like uh, Robin Williams came over to shake his hand and just like, ah, you know, pretend like, oh, don't touch me. But he was actually having like a manic episode on stage because his OCD was just crushing him. Yeah. And it was like, God damn. Yeah. I didn't know that until like he talked about it years later. And it's like, I don't like to be touched either, but not because of germs. It's just because people don't wash their hands and their kids are sticky. Fucking keep your kids away from me. Wash them. You know, save me the headache. Everything's sticky in New York. That's just kind of gross. Even the, even the past year, like the hand sanitizer was sticky. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Not be. And then you use it. Hey, we got custom hand sanitizer. You're like, no, this is COVID. What the fuck is this on my hand? Fucking gross. Uh, did you guys get the people like hanging out underneath drinking it? Drinking no. it? Yeah, we but... had that for like the first month before they figured out to change like the the formula because they're, it's used, they're using ether alcohol, so it's basically just like ethyl alcohol. Oh, they're and trying so to get they, drunk. People are just okay. like, oh, they got shitted on that stuff. But it's like damn, drinking outside. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> it's like a hamster feeder, you know? It's kind of like, <laughs> That's that looked fun. very awkward, and I do apologize. <laughs> Standing there with my hand off camera. I, I was gonna mention: Would Kitchen Nightmares can be considered kind of old? It's been around for a while, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Like, Kitchen been, Nightmares. I'm not old, familiar with that one. It's with uh, oh, Gordon Ramsay, oh, going around America, oh, helping snapping restaurants. Snapping on people now. left, right, and center. Yeah, and oh. it's on. Yeah, so I, I just got Peacock now, and they have every episode uncensored. So really, you I mean, can hear all the cursing and it's so much better with the cursing like <laughs> way better yeah. like it's just like, uh, so much all from... the shows that get bleeped out and then you watch them on like uh, netflix one of my favorites is mm-hmm. uh it will always be family guy and watching family guy on netflix and then it's you hear them say something and it's not bleeped out like when mm-hmm. Ho- uh, uh not homer jesus christ peter falls down the, the stairs repeatedly and all you hear him is like going beep, 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 mm-hmm. beep, beep, till he reaches the bottom. I watched that episode, and it wasn't bleeped out. That was the first episode I remember. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my fucking God, that was good. I had to rewind it like three times. It was better than sex. That's great. I was fucking like, oh, my God. Yeah. Um, I've been watching that, and I'm loving it. Like, just them cursing each other out. You know, just the – and then, like, I don't know if you guys watch that show, and then, like, when they start to help them out and things start turning around, I find that, like, kind of boring. So I just skip to the next episode. Yeah, you want that, I'm like, you want yeah, that negativity like, the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really wanted to get anybody to throw down with him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they did. The only time I've ever seen somebody do something on TV was uh, Joe Rogan. When that dude was like picking on his own wife and Joe Rogan's like, I'm going to fuck you up. And then the guy's like, no, you're not. And then Joe Rogan did, but except they quickly cut the scene out. And then put it to where the guy's being taken away, and Joe Rogan's getting like a reprimand. That's the, the only violence I've ever mm-hmm. truly seen on TV. So I always wondered, does Gordon Ramsay get the SmackDown? Like, does The Rock just show up out of nowhere and drop the people's elbow on him for being a piece of shit? Or <laughs> they should. Oh, you know, we all laugh about things like that, but he is so. That would be such a toxic work environment that oh, you would have so many lawsuits. I mean. Yeah, and in the case that I, I worked for somebody, I, I back in the day, I actually worked for somebody who idolized Ramsey, and he was one fourth owner of this. Um, it was a toxicology lab. And a what lab? Sorry. This guy, toxicology. Oh, okay. So yeah, they we, I was 
Christian religious. I was the queen of peace. Anyways, um, so he would take all of his his managers, and I was probably I was literally the only manager that never cried. Because uh, I wasn't about to give him that satisfaction. Uh, instead, I when he's screaming at me, I'd leave my the office door. He's like, "Come in, and close the door." I'm like, "Nope, I'm leaving the door open." And then when he starts screaming at me, I'm taking notes. And I got him so pissed off that he's like, "And I'll fucking write that. I'll sign that I fucking said that." And I'm like, "Go right ahead. You don't need to because we have all these witnesses now." Right. You know, I, I didn't last there very. Long. I, I recently got uh, but, Peacock yeah, as well, so yeah, I I'll have to check that out. I will say this about Gordon Ramsay, though. Um, he is very passionate about, you know, get about certain things and getting shit done. That's why I'm kind of like on his side when it comes to it. So when he sees a lamb that's shitty, and he's like, this lamb is cold, and he, and he throws it against the wall. I'm like, I hope whenever I go to a restaurant, there's somebody behind the scenes that's doing that because they'll bring my food fucked up. But my question is this. Do you think Gordon Ramsay goes to a restaurant and people are like, oh, look, it's Gordon Ramsay. And they're like, <laughs> take that, Gordon. Like, so mm-hmm. Just give him like the you shit. You think he goes to restaurants? I mean, like, I don't think like, go to a, like, unless it's like a high class, you know, thousand dollars a plate kind of thing. I don't think he'll actually go to like, uh, you know, a second run restaurant. Like, hey, Gordon, you want to go to uh, Olive Garden? He's like, fuck yes. No, I don't think you'll ever do that. <laughs> Although ever, I yeah. Why, why, Olive why Garden, the fuck would I go to Olive Garden? <laughs> I like Olive Garden. I'm. I think I'm like one of the few, but I do. And Arby. Actually, no. Oddly enough. Uh, actually, no. Chicken Parmesan is pretty good. Uh, that's usually what I get at the Olive Garden and. Arby's isn't bad either, but you have to do the Italian sandwich. The Italian, not a, Italian, Italian sandwich. I was going to say, is that from That's Italy? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Actually, no. When I was touring, I went to, to Italy with uh, my my niece was stationed there. So we, I got a chance to tour Italy for two weeks. And uh, I, I got schooled hard. She goes, the next time you say that i'm gonna go oh how's ireland how's ireland doing for you ireland been to ireland lately i'm like bitch really? <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, italian not italian it's italian italian be right back so but um no the movie the show that I, old school that i started recently watching again is um ncis and it's hilarious mm. to me oh. to see them using the flip phones and they're using, you know, they're using some of this old technology and I'm laughing because I'm like, God, that would never, you know, it doesn't translate to today because a lot of the technology that they're using is so old. Like when they flip over their phone, I'm just yeah. crying. I'm like, Oh my God, that's hilarious. Sometimes you know? I'm like, wait a minute. Um, is it your government update? I'm like, Oh, that's right. They don't have like, you know, smartphones yet so i'm just and you forget what you're watching for a second you know yeah yeah and the thing is is that i i've watched all the originals but i haven't watched oh man i haven't watched ncis in probably five years six years and so i don't know any of the newer current stuff but and i guess the show is still running but um i i'm really a fan of the old school like the the original and so um, just kind of watching that and watch, and so 
I, I but I I think my favorite is when they flip the, you know the flip phone and try to get a message on that a text message. I'm like, that's hilarious. Oh God forbid if you still have a flip phone today, the looks that you get, like, you know, like hello, like we're that's not even that's that's a that's a paperweight now. It's not even a yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I would rather have a flip phone than my iPhone at this point. You can't slam an iPhone, but you can like go with like a, a flip phone. You know, emphasize mm-hmm. that you're pissed, but with it's... your iPhone, you, you just like mm, I'm gonna break this and I have to pay a thousand dollars. Fuck off. <laughs> so when you have the old uh, the old phones, the dial- rotary phones, when you somebody has slammed the phone down on you, could you still hear that? Oh yeah. Because yeah. if they didn't hang it up properly or it doesn't stay latched, you can still, uh, the call is still connected. So you hear like this, and then if they don't hang it up properly, you will hear every four letter word about you as they're walking away. Yeah. I mean, I and it's, especially when you slam it down right on the receiver, like perfectly, like you're not doing. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Like you, your point has been made. You're like, fuck you. Bling! And it's like, I actually, I had this conversation with someone the other day about like old, old Ma Bell phones. And I, just out of curiosity, I went and looked on, on eBay and you can, you can find old, like, like phone company phones, like the old ones from like the sixties and the seventies with the rotary or the push button ones from the eighties. You can still find them. I still have one. I have a push button and it works. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about the rotary. I don't think the rotary ones work anymore, but the the push button ones still work. Yeah, I don't think the rotary ones work. Those I are like that, purely analog. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I think that with the 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 only thing is though is, is even if you have the push button ones, they still. I don't think that there's any phone service companies out there anymore, because it's taken over because of cell phones and um, things like you can have it through your xfinity so if you lose power you lose your phone no there's still there's still phone companies out there marianne but they mostly do dsl these days and for people that are that were born in the early you know 1900s (laughs) i or whenever i I go to somebody's house and they have a a home phone number yeah i i i I just want to like you know tell them things are going to be okay eventually you'll make your way into you know the new society, you don't have to worry about being attached at home. Yeah. Like it blew what, my what, mind what? when my buddy's phone rang and I was like, and he's like, oh, hold on, I gotta answer this. I was like, are you at work? <laughs> no, I'm not home. What the fuck is this? You don't have voicemail? <laughs> What's that? I mean, an answering machine? <laughs> What's oh, I, that? oh, God, I hated but, answering machines. But, but here's the thing, though. For the most part, um, most people don't have landlines anymore. Like, that's almost a thing of the past. But whenever I call customer service because I'm having a phone issue, they always say like, oh, um, you know, do you have a number that we can call you like a landline or another cell phone number? Like, wait, who the fuck am I? Daddy Warbucks? I don't have another cell phone. <laughs> and you can't this call is my the only phone, phone that I have. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, so I'm like, so if we get cut off, you might actually have to dial this number. Again. You know, because they want to troubleshoot. They want to troubleshoot with me. I'm like, no, look. You, I mean, I have, I have this phone because 
I cannot afford to live my life with just a landline. I yeah. cannot afford to miss a bunch of calls I, while I'm at work. I have been that technician. I have been the technician to ask someone if they have another line I can call them on in case the call drops because I'm going to reboot their modem or, you know, I send a signal out to their phone, their cell phone. And, uh, and it's usually, it, it usually sounds like an old white dude who's like, what do you mean another phone? How many phones do you think I have? <laughs> the best for the old yeah. white guys that go, huh? Before they answer you, you'll ask them something and they'll go like, huh? And they also they also assume you're from from the Philippines when when they call into a call center too. Oh, your English is really good. <laughs> we have um, so we have outsourced uh, government calling. Uh, well, it's the, like the big joke, but here in Canada, if you got calls from the CRA, uh, the Canadian uh, uh, Tax Authority, blah blah blah, uh, mm -hmm. it was always like either a Filipino dude or a. a, a uh, female or a Indian uh, male or female, and since uh, uh, COVID happened, and then all of a sudden India shut down uh, for the, the the like their whole clusterfuck. Like, oh my God, I feel sorry for them. But since they shut down, not one government call has been made, and that's like the ongoing joke here in Canada. That's like, because oh, they're busy. Yeah. That's because they're doing they're busy doing scam calls. <laughs> Actually, we get those too. We get <laughs> they'll be like. Hello, sir. Are you good with your air duct? It's like, uh, we're on the outs right now. He called me gay. What the fuck do I know? It's an air duct. And they're like, well, we can give you uh, a free cleaning. And it's like, oh, yeah? What else do you need? We just need your visa number. And it's like, <laughs> good for you. I need my visa number, too. Once you find it, you let me know. My There's a, there's a YouTube channel uh, called Malcolm Merlin. And this guy is a... Uh, is a hacker who likes to fuck with uh, those scam callers. He will, he will uh, call them from uh, his computer and like, I wasn't talking to you. Shush, their PC, and uh, and uh, and he will he will they will want to log into his computer and do all these things because they're quote unquote Microsoft support, and he will do it from a, a virtual machine, which is like a, a, a an operating system running within a program on his computer. And uh, so he like takes over their computer and like deletes files and you know and puts it puts horrible like triple X photos on their desktop and things like that. It's it's absolutely. I hilarious. think I've heard of this guy. Yeah, it's so funny. He gets like their real actual names and then we'll talk Ta to them. Yeah, like, I can. See, he, he activates their webcam on their laptop and goes, "I can see you." <laughs> That's the reason why I keep like a piece of tape over top i don't want people to know what i actually look like like if uh, you're talking to me all of a sudden they decide like well we're just gonna have a gander who you are and it's like no you're not so marianne tell us about this this house that you put a bid on that i bought i'm buying yeah um congrats i found out this morning that the house they accepted our offer nice. um so here's oh, let me nice so that means it's an escrow uh, well, right now we're, we're mutual and it's contingent, but I'm going to kind of get back space to what happened last week because it was really fucking crazy. It was a different property. And um, it was it was a gorgeous property. It was a gate, you know, you dr open the gate, drive in, and there's like a dog park, and then there's a garage, and then there's a guest house, two-bedroom, one-bath guest house, and there's like a two-car garage, and then there was a gazebo with a hot tub, then there was a glass-blowing studio, and then there was a main house, which was three bedrooms, two bathrooms. It had a, a 
waterfall on one side and then koi pond on the other. It was, it was very bougie. It was very gorgeous and way under I mean, uh, and so I was really, I was like, we put in an offer and then they told us that somebody else gave them a better offer and we were heartbroken because it was a gorgeous property. And we, I mean, we even wrote a fucking introduction letter about, it. you know, this is who we are, blah, 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 blah. And we fell in love with the place. We want this home, blah, 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 blah. Um, I hope that's what it said. And then, like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Like, fuck you. So then, um, like, you know, <laughs> that's your fucking house. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kiss your ass so hard I'm motorboating it. Like, and so, um, the, they accepted a different offer, and then we found that out on that Monday. Oh, that sucks. Oh, this was last Monday. This was a week ago last Monday. And then Tuesday, we get a me- I get a message from my realtor saying, hey, are your clients still interested in the property? The other buyers got cold feet. And we were like, fuck, yeah, the property is ours. Hell, yeah. And we were all excited. And then we get told, oh, no, no, there was three other people besides you who put in offers. And oh, we Jesus. were like, Really? Because we had, they had this crazy thing, and I didn't know this. If you don't know real estate, like when you put in an offer, like let's say your offer is $700,000, and you have uh, approved lending up to $750,000. You can go, okay, I'm going to put, I'm going to make an offer for this property for $700,000, but I'm going to put in an escalation clause, which means if somebody else comes in and says, I'll give you seven hundred five, my offer would automatically roll to seven hundred six. And then if they go, well, I'm going to go seven, you know, and it escalates all the way up to the max, like that 750. And then that you're like, oh, okay, I'm capped out. So we had an, es- uh, an escalation clause in, in our offer for 50,000 over what we'd asked for on the initial offer. And then, so when we were like, okay, we're feeling a little bit more gun shy right now. I'm, I'm thinking this is a lot of fucking work. There's a lot of things that can go wrong. There's a lot of pumps in here to deal with the wells it's on a well it's this koi pond is gorgeous but that's a lot of work and then this other waterfall over here i mean that's a lot of work too and i was like okay well my future hubby really really wants it okay we'll go ahead and put in an offer for seven you know like like uh we went in and an escalation clause with the escalation clause the first escalation clause was fifty thousand over the asking the second one we were like no we're only gonna go up to 25 but we we sweetened the pot by we offered another 10 grand and so then we were told, well, you know, the buyer, the seller decided that they want to go ahead and um, that is because you have contingencies, we want to go ahead and put it on the market. And we're like, what? So we went and looked at the property again. And as I was looking around, I'm noticing all the cameras that they have, as they should, because it was kind of where it was at was a couple of blocks away. There was kind of um, on a homeless encampment type thing. And oh, it was wow. on a creek. and. There was a water feature. There was like water, like a pond and stuff, and, and a river across the street and down the down the roadways. They, they the homeless is really bad, and so they were kind of over there. And so I was like, okay. So I'm looking around and I see all these cameras, and I was like, you know, when we did an offer letter, uh, and I talked about this last time, we did when we did an introduction letter. I initially had a picture of my fiance and I on there. And my real estate agent, who is black, said, are you really sure you want to send this picture? And I was like, no, I don't. Because my future husband is a six foot two, huge, enormous, huge black man. 
And I was like, you know, the people who are selling the property, I, I don't want to take that shot. And it sounds really bad to say, I don't want to take that shot, but they're in their seventies and they're a white couple. Oh, and, yeah. uh, and so do I really want to, you know, if I want the property? Well, so then it was funny because this last time we went and looked at the property again and I had my older brother with me who is very much one of those people who's like, you know, racism, they keep saying that there's racism, but there's not really racism. And then afterwards, my brother called me. The, uh, and uh, so again, they, they, we said, okay, look, I said, if they, t I said, ask their selling agent, because I had it contingent on me selling my current home and also contingent on me um, getting me the property. Cause there's a lot of property meeting an inspection. It was like, three quarters of an acre, two homes, two garages, and a separate building, and it's on a well, and there's all these water features. I'm like, I need to make sure that we get this inspected because there's a lot of shit. And the homes were built like in the 1930s. And so afterwards, um, they like I said, okay, ask them if they would be interested, if they'll sell it to us. We're offering 12000 over asking. What if, if I waive the inspection? Okay. And they decided that they wanted to wait until Tuesday, tomorrow, to, to look at all the offers. And I was like, I, I finally, I told my fiance, I said, Romeo, I'm like, babe, they don't want to sell this house to us. They don't want to. They already know, for whatever reason, they do not want us to get this property. And so he was like, yeah, I, I agree. And I said, you know what? We're going to tell them to fuck off. And I rescinded my offer and we found this beautiful home that was built four years ago, almost five years ago, 2,700 square feet, four bedrooms, four bathrooms, enormous fucking property. I mean, this house is huge. The property itself is smaller, but it's nice because we, we both hate yard work and gardening. So it's perfect for us, but <laughs> it's an enormous, huge home. And, um, it had it had been on the market for three and a half weeks, which over here is crazy. I mean, those homes don't last that long, and the price had just dropped twenty five thousand. So we went to the open house. Um, the open house was supposed to start at two, from two to or from noon to two. We got there around one, and the realtor was like, "Yeah, you guys are the first people to be here." I'm like, "Have you guys had a lot of traffic?" He goes, "No, you guys are the first people." And I'm like, "Have you guys had any offers on this house at all?" And they're like, "No." I'm like, "Are you what?" And we stayed there and we were looking at everything, flushing toilets, checking the water pressure. I mean, we were doing everything because this is a lot of money. And I'm telling you, if you've not bought a home, flush the toilets, okay? Flush the <laughs> toilets, turn on the showers, look under the sink, look at the shit because there are a lot of goddamn money that you're spending here. It's over half a million dollars. I'm spending over half a million dollars on a fucking home. Damn right, I'm going to flush the toilets. In fact, if I have to pee, I'm going to yeah. use the toilet. Don't you look at me side eye like that. I'm going to fucking pee. You know, and if my husband, ha if my future husband has to take a shit, take some toilet paper. We're prepared. Mm -hmm. So test the plumbing. What I'm saying, test everything. That's a lot of fucking money for a long time. And so we were there for over an hour and just talking to the, to, and come to find out the agent is the next door neighbor. He's going to be the next door neighbor. And oh, wow. we were there. Yeah, and so it was crazy, and we were like, okay, this dude's cool, and, and the other thing is, is, like, the property has a house that's just, like, that faces it, and we kind of, you know, it's like a split property, so they split, they subdivide it, and so, and it's tucked off the street, you're not even on Main Street, and so 
I looked at the agent and we, we were there chatting with him for like about an hour. And I was like, nobody showed up on Saturday. And I looked at him, I said, I'll, I offer you full asking price right now. I will give you full asking price today. Um, here's my contingencies. And he's like, okay, well, sure. Have your agent send it over. And I'm like, we're gonna, there's a couple other properties we're going to look at. One was on the river and we, we drove by that one. And I was like, I don't, a lake property is fine, but a river, if that river floods, you're getting flooded. And I don't want to deal with that. And I've, I know how much the Puyallup river can flood around here. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to mess with this. So at 10 o'clock last night, 11 o'clock, I, I did, um, got from my agent that I'd sent an offer and then they gave me a counter offer. There was a couple, they said a couple little minor things that they wanted to change, like the home warranty, um, that they weren't going to pay for that for like 750 bucks, but they, they were like, okay, we accept your offer. And this morning we found out that it went contingent and it's going to be our home. So nice. now it's just like, I got my house. Yeah. It's, it's, and I'm going to have a huge, um, home housewarming party for, I'm going to do two. I'm going to do one for all my comic friends. <laughs> so I'm going to be throwing down a, a barbecue and shit. So all my comedians can come hang out and party with us. And then I'll do a separate one from for work, <laughs> you know, I'd be like, you know, but um, the good thing about what kind of came out of that first property and, and in my, and Todd, you saw the video and Jamal, it was an amazingly beautiful property. Yeah. I was, again, I made an offer of, of 12,000 over asking and they still wouldn't sell it to me. Um, and I look at it, this is, as the benefit is, is that my older brother who is, you know, 52 old white dude, he called me yesterday and he goes, they didn't sell that to you. They wouldn't sell it to you. And I said, no, he goes, you, he goes, yeah, I, I, I hate to say this. I, I really, I hate to say this. I, I have a hard time. I, you know, it's because Romeo's black. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, we know. Duh. He goes, That's bullshit. Duh. <laughs> Water is wet. <laughs> no, and they weren't aware. <laughs> goes, Canada's up north. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, there, there's, there's cameras all over that property, and I said, I know. He goes, they, and, and they saw this big black man get out with this white man, and I'm like, yeah. And, and, and I'm thinking, Joe, they already saw us, you know, hugging and kissing when we were walking through the property the first time, and Romeo just ecstatic, like this is gonna be our property, and he was so excited, and they're, and they're watching it on their camera because it's the kind of camera that you can have. Like I have those cameras. I have the exact same cameras. You can see everybody. You can hear everybody. If they wanted to, they could have turned on their, their mic and talked to us. You know, and I saw those cameras all over the second time when we went to go visit because I kind of wanted to confirm my suspicion. And I was like, yeah, yeah, they saw us. And, and, and is that, you know, could I prove it? No, no. So is it, is that, is that, am I 100% sure that that's the reason? No. I, I, because again, I can't prove it. But, right. But, but if you have that feeling, when there's, when there's doubt, there is no doubt. So, so here's the thing too, Jamal. They they said that they were going to review the all the offers tomorrow. That house went pending yesterday, so some they sold it to somebody else yesterday. So they lied to us twice. Yeah, of course. They lied to us again when they said that they had all these other offers, and and my my real estate agent said, really, they had fifty two thousand over asking, or fifty three thousand over asking, and they're like, what? And she goes, yeah, that's what my my client's offer was on an escalation clause of fifty three thousand over asking price for this property. Well, we didn't have anybody to compare it to. There wasn't anybody else that had. And as oh, so these three other offers that you had, 
were under the what my asking price, my offer was. Okay, but because I'm con- I was contingent on me selling my house, there's nothing I could do to investigate it. And if I if I had already sold my house and I waived the inspection, they we would have forced them. They would have had to have sell, sold it to us. But at that point, I'm thinking that this was a blessing, and this other, that house those houses were built in 1930. One of those houses had a bad foundation. You could tell because you could feel the slope. And I'm looking at for me, I'm all about the I'm all about the Benjamins. I'm looking at the financial side of things, and I'm thinking this place, we can get a, a different place and put in a water feature and a koi pond ourselves. Which, by the way, we wouldn't be able to put real koi in because, you know, hubby is is definitely allergic to fish, so we'd have to get fake koi, you know. And I'm like, you know, the waterfall's cool, the waterfall's cool, but hey, guess what? We have a house that's going to be built in 2017. And it's air conditioned and it has all these rooms and it has four toilets that you can test the plumbing in every single bathroom. Wait, we gotta you know? we gotta rewind for just a second there. He's allergic to fish, so you can't have a koi pond. Was he going swimming in the koi pond or how, what was going on there? That's a yeah, right. <laughs> if he ever had to go clean it or do any like his thing was is he was afraid he'd fall in, slip and fall in, you know, because he's a big guy. Did I tell you he's a big guy? He makes so, me look small. Let's just put it that way. I love him, but he's a he's much bigger than he's me. Like he's six foot two. He is a very big man. He makes he's me look anorexic. Guy. He should be as huge. You, you know what you should do, Marianne? You should just be like, hey, you know what? I want to sell my home to a black family. So, you know, just renege on your the offer to sell your home. And oh, it's a white family. Okay, get rid of them. It's bad. We want to. We want some white. We want some black kids to put some roots up in this. In this house, oh, you should do. It. I'm trying, but I can't really. I can't advertise it that way. I really can't. I mean, you know, and you it's know funny. You can't. But... <laughs> I'm trying. You I'm trying. No. You know, I try. No, you can, so no, no. I, you, you you can be like, you know what? That family eh, a little too white for me. A little too pale for this neighborhood. Now nah, we need to put some color up in this motherfucker. You actually, you can't because so that's why they really do have these different laws for for when you're buying property and stuff because of those redlining and you can't refuse an offer you can if it's contingent but if somebody comes in and has an offer if their offer is better and a better offer isn't necessarily let's say somebody comes in and offers for that same example seven hundred thousand dollars and somebody else comes in and offers seven hundred and fifteen thousand that seven fifteen is not necessarily better than the seven thousand seven hundred because of any kind of contingencies or anything else on there. So these right. guys, I mean, they were pulling some shit. You know, they were like, well, well, they do. Well, your clients do a 22 AD. And I'm like, what's a 22 AD? And they're like, well, that's <clears> if the house doesn't come meet appraisal, you pay out of pocket the difference. And I'm like, fuck no. Do you know how much money <laughs> I'm sinking into this? Anyways, who do you think I shit out money? <laughs> like, what the hell? So, but, you know, it's it's just... And that was a way for them to use just another, and they knew that, and they knew that. So when they came back and they go, well, but but will your will they do will your clients do it now? No, I just offered you another ten thousand dollars on top of my original offer. Fuck no, I'm not going to shit out you know all that money if the if the appraisal comes in fifty thousand dollars under. I'm not. I don't have fifty thousand dollars extra just hanging around to put on this, and they know that. So I mean, there's it's it's just that there's um. A lot of diff- different little. It's a lot different this time around buying a house than it was the first time, and because um, the first time I looked at eighty houses in a ten mile radius, and only four. 
Thanks for tuning into another episode of It's Not About You with Jamal, Marianne, and Cousin Todd. Be sure to check them out on all their social medias at Not About You Pod.